Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. The early trade for tyre power. Family safety is never up for trade. Oh, it's a very good morning to you. It is Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio on a massive Friday morning. And we'll get some action today, finally, because AFL Free Agency officially kicks off at 9am this morning. Some of those names that will move clubs. Dan McStay is going to go from the Lions to the Magpies. Carl Amon from the Port Adelaide to Hawthorne. Jack Gunston from Hawthorne to the Lions. Liam Jones is off to the Bulldogs in interesting fashion. So there's a couple of the moves that we may see as quickly as today. You can have your say on any of that. one 300 The Bombers have a new coach. There was best and fairest everywhere last night. We'll discuss that. And we look forward to you having your say on Eddie Matters relating to the trade period. And I couldn't do it with a better person this morning the five-time All-Australian goal-kicking legend from the Essendon Football Club has been dominating trade period for a long time. His name is Matthew Lord. Lordo, good morning. Kane, great to be with you this morning. I, I missed you. I enjoyed working with Sammy Edmund. We had good fun. But, um, yeah, it was, listen to that. It was thanks, good. Thanks, Kane. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's great to be back with you this morning. And I want to ask you, though, uh, things you do in the morning. So I stayed at Crown last night. So I just I treated... S- I did you see, see that. that. Uh, yeah. I, I went all... Fanboy, I'm, I'm sitting there having some afternoon tea, and they're coming from everywhere. So, uh, <laughs> one minute, my son, there's Joel Selwood, there's Harry Taylor, there's Dangerfield. It just kept going on and on. Andrew Mackey, just uh, yeah, the best and fairest was on last yeah. night. Geelong, so it was good. Just was able to sit there and uh, enjoy having photos. Well, that's how the other half do it. Yeah, well, that's just right. uh, shacking up at the crowd. I saw Jacob with with the boys. Saw Dangerfield and and Mackey and Selwood. Haven't they done it well, mm. the Cats? I mean, has it been it's been one of the most humble premierships mm. I've ever seen. I actually spoke to Patrick Dangerfield on SEN yesterday in a separate interview, and I said that to him. They, they feel like they made a conscious effort to really include the players that mm. didn't play, so they're conscious of that and sensitive to yeah. it. Uh, the fans, um, the, the, the special individuals, that you know, mm. Levi Ablett and, and people like that, and also just the random people as well. Did you get that feeling? Yeah, it's great. And what I would have thought too, like, so I said to my son, I said, because Dangerfield had about eight pairs of Nike shoes beside him. And I said to my son, geez, if you become good at footy, look how many pairs of shoes you can get there. And anyway, my son had a little bit of a chat to Dangerfield. And you know what Danger was doing? He was giving a pair of shoes to staff members that he wanted to thank. And one of them was my brother. So my brother, I don't know if he's got him yet, but uh, that was Danger. So it's great what he's done with you, Kano, yeah. with the jumper. That's, yeah. How's that going at the, the uh, auction? amazing. I'll have yeah. to uh, yeah. look at uh, what the actual figure is. But last time I checked, it was about $20,000, and every cent of that's going to my room. But yeah. we haven't spoken a lot about your brother, Simon. I mean, GM of football at a footy club is, is a significant role. Like, it's 
the conduit between, I guess, the board and, and the football club and the, the dealing with the players and coaching. And it mm. encompasses everything, really. It's such an important role and you need a special person to be successful at it. But he's understated, isn't yeah. he? he doesn't, oh, I haven't seen him do any... Mm. I think he's done a couple of interviews over here in Adelaide that I heard, but haven't seen him out and about. How's he feeling? And um, can you give any insight yeah. into the role that he's played behind this premiership? Uh, he, I've never seen him happier, Kano, uh, because he's been in the AFL system for 22 years. So 22 years of experience. And this is the first time he's been involved in a premiership. So he, he was part of uh, the Fremantle side that uh, played against Hawthorne, but lost the grand final. Uh, he was also uh, with Collingwood. And he, I think he missed the 2010 Premiership by a year. I think he, he maybe went to Fremantle uh, yep. that year. And then he's been part of Geelong losing grand finals. But it actually was really nice. Joel Selwood came up and I said, congratulations, Joel. And, and straight away he goes, gee, your brother's been good for us. He said he's had the worst job at the yeah. club. He said the amount of uh, restructuring he's had to do to but. Uh, in terms of telling people they've lost their jobs, telling people that their mm. salary is going to be slashed. It's a worse job in football, but he's been able to still make sure our players are being developed, still make sure we're resourced in areas. So that's been interesting. I didn't think about it. Some clubs, for example, have fallen apart in certain areas or mm. under-resourced themselves in certain areas. But Geelong have been able to, through all this, I think the best clubs and the good people, uh, you you did it on Footy Classified. You put up Geelong's senior people. Yeah, you did right. it. How long ago? About two or three months ago, I reckon yeah. it was. And they've gone on to win. So I think yeah, he's very very good at what he does. Uh, highly regard. Has to make some tough calls, but uh, yeah, no, great great club. Yeah, absolutely. Without any fanfare. So if you're just catching up, Jeremy Cameron won that best and fairest with Cam Guthrie and. Perhaps we didn't give Cam Guthrie the credit that he deserved. I mean, we all admire the role that he plays, but often he's overlooked with Luxarves and Cameron and Hawkins and Dangerfield and, and the like and, and Stengel's emergence this year. But what a season yeah. it is for Cam Guthrie to tie with Jeremy Cameron as a premiership winning, oh, sorry, a, a best and fairest winner in a premiership season. Mm. Uh, amazing, amazing. Yeah. So, sorry, Kate, I'm jumping around a bit, but when I was leaving this morning at 10 to 6, 5.50, and uh, you know who was driving into Crown was Basher Hooley. Right. And I said, Basher, I'm leaving at 10 to 6, which I think is early. You're coming back to the hotel. I said, what Where'd are you? He, been? I said, what are you? he said, I want to keep routine in my life. And so I go to the mosque at 4.30. You're kidding. Yeah, so I'm at the mosque at 4.30. And he was really sweaty. And he said, from the mosque, I have to run. And that's so I want to, with footy finished, I need structure in my life. So the mosque, 4.30, and then he said, I run from wherever to, I'll go on like a 10K run. So he'd, he'd run the t from Crown, round the tan and back, ready to start his day. So it's interesting. How, I'm just fascinated by how pe what people's routine is. Well, and, yeah, no, yeah. I love it because yeah. the double page spread in the Herald Sun today is about the, the AFL Players Association mm. survey to players. And I, I just wanted to ask mm. you, I was going to save it for a little bit later mm. on in the show, but... One of the things that they did find is, and, and not that Basher was a young player and he had so much success and a long career, so he was fortunate in that respect, but that the listed young players are leaving mm. the game with challenges and significant challenges, certainly in terms of their confidence, they're anxious about what happens next with their career and what do they do after football. And not only the young players, but I think a lot of players struggle when they leave the game for that structure. Mm. So to hear, hear that um, quite yeah. wise, and if there's any young players listening to to keep that activity, that fitness level and that routine and structure and discipline, 
um, is really important because you'll struggle without it. Righto, Lordo, yep. the biggest news of the day relates to your club and they have a new coach. So Brad Scott was interviewed formally, I guess, for the first time yesterday. And by yesterday afternoon, the news had come through and then it was official that Brad Scott is the new coach of the Essendon Football Club. Your initial thoughts, I guess it wasn't any surprise to you, but how do you digest the news that Brad Scott signed a four-year contract at about $3.5 to $4 million to be the next coach of the Bombers? I'm, I'm really pleased, Kane. Uh, I know we discussed it, and you, I think you maybe said it'd be a safe choice for Essendon, and, and I think safe isn't disrespectful to Brad Scott because yeah. you know he's a 200-game coach, a very intelligent person, uh, I think that Essendon needed someone's pretty strong, I think, to walk into what they're going to walk into. I still think, uh, you know, there's you know, the factions that have been at the club and, and it's been a bit of a broken club. And, and when you're not having success, uh, it's sort of, you know, like being on Survivor. It can become every man for himself in a sense. Yeah. And, and that's what the club's been like. Uh, you know, tough decisions have been made, you know, with you know, the change of president, uh, change of CEO. Uh, that CEO should be announced in the next sort of five or six days. Uh, and and Brad Brad to me just has a real presence and an aura. He's a good coach. Uh, he and his brother brother. Uh, you can just see when you listen to them, uh, you believe what they're having to say. Um, some all, yeah. And then uh, the question was asked: Is he good at developing players and all those sorts of things? That North Melbourne, I reckon, maybe you had to keep topping up a fair bit because of the club that they are. So mm, mm. no, I've got really good, strong belief and faith and. Whoever it was, I was just want to support what they did, Kane, because I think it's about Essendon people coming together and being on the same page again, which the club hasn't been for a long, long time. Yeah, no, I'm really happy with it. The overwhelming um, response has been positive, I think, in relation to Brad Scott's appointment. Now, Mitch Cleary was reporting last night that the first conversation with the Essendon coaching panel was three weeks ago. Um, Brad decided to sort of hold off anything formally until after the grand final He's going to speak to the media for the first time today alongside David Barham at 11.30 and hasn't a lot changed since, you know, they did move on from Ben Rutten with the idea of getting Alistair Clarkson in. And you would have to think um, it's somewhat been fortunate for them that they didn't um, land Alistair Clarkson, really. Mm. Uh, can you imagine the, the chaos that would be unfolding at Essendon if it had been Alistair Clarkson with, with everything that is going on now? So they'll have some real stability behind that. I guess the only question, and I, I wanted to put this to you, is do you feel like they ran a proper process to get him? Because as I said, interviewed him officially, formally for the first time yesterday, and he was announced by the coach yesterday afternoon. So they must have made that decision some time ago, you would think. Yeah, there's no doubt they would have been talking to him for a number of weeks, but he wasn't willing to, I think, fully present until this week. But, yeah, there's no doubt in their mind they felt like they had their man. And, yeah, I don't know how Adam Uze and James Hurd and Dean Solomon mm. and Brendan Laid would be feeling this morning going, was I ever in this? And was I ever going to get this position? Uh, but... I don't think they fully knew whether Brad Scott was going to be in. So Brad Scott was asking as many questions about Essendon as they were, they were about him. So I think that's where you know they they do the process. It would have been interesting uh, where, who if Brad Scott wasn't in. Uh, I think Uze and James Heard. There was a, probably a bit of a split going on there of who 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 was the right fit for them. Uh, so yep. I think in a sense Brad Scott was unanimous. So across the board that he'd be the best fit for them. And I think even the players, Kane, I think the players, you, know, like you think of Parrish and Merritt mm. and Stringer, they need someone very strong to come in and go, this is how we're doing it. 
these are the boundaries, this is how we're going to play. I think they're crying out for that. And I think so many players should improve off the back of having someone strong and intelligent like Brad Scott walking through the, into the doors. What do you reckon? Joining the conversation with us, one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. It's the early late or early trade for tyre power. Family safety is never up for trade. So expectations around what they might deliver next year. Lordo, just the seven wins this year. Uh, they were far too easy to play against. Their defensive system broke down. They are the worst team at defending um, the opposition from moving the ball from back fifty to forward fifty. Now this was on the back of the previous year where, where they did made the finals with a young group and. It looked as though it was going to be a great launching pad for them, but it completely fell apart. It is early days, but do you think the Essendon fans who have been reasonably patient but getting impatient now would expect finals next year, or is this more of a slow, methodical build to get to the point where it's not just finals, it's top four and in contention to win premierships? Because I probably lean towards that more so than an instant sort of sugar hit bump finals next year, but... Um, having that yeah. sustained success is what I'd be after. I agree. And I think that, you know, with Essendon, like, got nothing out of Cox this year. Um, mm. You know, Zach Reed, Perkins. Uh, there's a lot of blokes who, who just plateaued this year for whatever reason. So I think there's huge, bet there'll be a huge bounce in performance. So seven wins this year. I, I think the club, I'll be surprised if it if they don't win around the eleven. 11 mm. wins, but it yep. happens. A new coach comes in. We've seen what Craig McRae has done. Even when Brett Ratton got the job, uh, instant bounce. Um, it, it normally happens. So, yeah, I'd be expecting to be close to playing finals, if not playing finals. And then uh, the year after that should be pushing for far more than that. Your good friend Dean Solomon went to Twitter yeah. yesterday, which was interesting. So he said congratulations to Brad Scott on becoming the senior coach of the Essendon Football Club. From a personal point of view, I want to say how proud I am of my great mate James Hurd. For him to even be in a space which allowed him to apply for this role, uh, that's most important to me. Hashtag courage. And you, you can't disagree with that. For mm. all the... And I didn't think James Herb was right for the, the Essendon job, as a lot of people didn't. But I admire the fact that he put himself out there and that he's in you know, a really good space. The question is now, do you think it's lit the fuse, Lordo, that um, perhaps he may go to another club get back involved, get his hands dirty, learn another system and then be in a really good position to be a senior coach in two to three years' time. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I might try and work on getting him on our program, Kane, uh, yeah. in, uh, early next week uh, to chat about that. And and I, I'd love to see him because he's obviously got the passion to coach uh, like we see, saw him going through the process. So how good would it be for him to go into another system for 12 months, 24 months and, and get that coaching position? Because to me... He's doing so well in business. Mm. Uh, he's doing really well in business, but this is what his passion is, is to coach. Once his playing days ended, he, he wanted to be a coach. So it'd be great to see him go and, and you know, may have missed out this time, but uh, even improve himself under somebody else in the next couple of years. But I'm, I'm with Dean. You know, to seeing where James was, he, he didn't want to face anybody. Uh, in the last week, he's gone to the past players. So the Essendon mm. past players function. First time he'd gone in 12 months. Uh, sorry, 12 years, sorry. First time he'd walked back into Windy Hill in 12 years. And and he, he spoke and you know, everyone was just wrapped, absolutely wrapped for him, for where he had been in his life mm. and uh, to where he is now. Never seen him so happy, which is, which is what Dean's talking about. Just missed out on the job, but just to see him in a great space again, enjoying life again with his wife and his kids is great. 
Beautifully said. 0419187323. You can send us a text nice and early. There's a lot we've got to get through on this first day of free agency. That is open this morning. We're going to work our way through a number of best and fairest results. The AFL Players Association report is interesting to me and the fact that um, clubs that rated highly on this player survey are the clubs that are at the top of the ladder. No surprises there, but there's some interesting details in that. I want to get Matthew Lord's thoughts on that. But on the other side of this, we're going to hear from St Kilda and their list manager, James Gallagher, on Jordan Ngoi and their continued interest. There seems to be a stalemate with him and Collingwood still, despite some reports earlier this week that he had re-signed. Collingwood's best and fairest is on tonight, so I'll wait and see if there's any announcements tonight. But Jordan Ngoi's future on the agenda on the other side of this. It is Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio, Continental Tires, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. We'll be back after this. You're listening to Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tires today. Real Aussies are winning big with a Monopoly game at Macca's, like previous Monopoly. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.